Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com, featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith, not just a profile picture. For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com, and the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website is ready to help single Catholics take the next step in sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics. Remember, CatholicSingles.com, for faith, fellowship, and love. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the John 330 podcast. Welcome to a unscheduled episode. Um, typically, episodes are released every Friday. Uh, this one's going to be a little different. So, um, as most of you know, uh, I, Jason Nunez, I'm the host creator of the podcast. I was born and raised in El Paso, Texas. Uh, I lived in, I live in San Antonio, Texas now for the past seven years and, uh, still in many, many ways consider El Paso my home. That's where all of my family lives, except for my wife and my children. Um, they're here with me in San Antonio, but my parents, sister, brother, sister-in-law, uh, cousins, um, aunts, uncles, Everyone's back home in El Paso, and um, it's been about a week and a half since since tragedy struck. So I've I felt it in my heart uh, the past couple of days that I need to do something, um, and I really don't know what that is. So I'm turning to podcasting, and uh, this is going to be a different episode. Um, we're going to get back to our regular schedule programs and format on Friday. Uh, but uh, this 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 episode here, uh, no no intro music, no outro music, uh, nothing like that. Um, I just I just kind of want to speak to the city of El Paso uh, if I can, and just kind of have an opportunity to speak to you all and anyone else who has been affected by the news of the shootings in El Paso and in Dayton, Ohio, and uh, as recent as. Earlier today, uh, officers were shot in Philadelphia, and it just it it really you know hits home because I'm from El Paso, and uh, when I heard the news, I I just I is and was in disbelief, and to be quite honest with you all, I was in disbelief for a couple days. Uh, I'm not going to get political. Um, if you're looking for that, this is not the show for that. So I'm telling you right now, if you're waiting for any kind of political stance, you can you can turn this off right now because this is not the time. This is not the platform. This is not uh, what this is for, and that's not what I'm about. Um, I mainly want to speak to the city of El Paso and the people of El Paso. And just A for one, I want to tell you how proud I am of you all. How proud I am of how of how you are showing the world how resilient you are. The day of, I had friends text me and you know asking if I was okay because pe- pe- people here knew that I'm from El Paso and some may not have known if I was there or not. I wasn't. Um, and then questions were asked about my family and. Um, my response was, and before I continue, I do not have any family members who were victims. Um, I have no family members that were injured and that are recovering from the attacks that I know of. I've reached out to everyone, uh, either directly or through my parents, and uh, 
sounds like everyone, thanks be to God, is fine. But um, the city overall is is still recovering, and they're still in mourning. And as of the day that I record this, they're having a public memorial for the city and for the victims and for those who are injured. And they've actually incorporated the uh, victims of the Dayton shooting in that public memorial, which I think is a classy move by El Paso. So I definitely applaud those who planned this event to definitely include them in this Um these two cities will forever be linked uh, because of the tragic events um, on the day when 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 these shootings occurred. But uh, kind of getting back here, so I had friends reach out to me and just kind of check check on me and then check on my family uh, to make sure everyone's okay. And one of my responses is El Paso is going to be fine. El Paso is a tight knit community that is resilient and when I watch the news and they're showing people uh, at the makeshift memorial uh, at the Walmart where the where this heinous event took place um, I can't have I can't happen but, but notice number one the overwhelming show of support and number two in the background I'm seeing people who are standing in the praying and they're they're doing the sign of the cross and to have that displayed in national news in the background while people are reputing while people are reporting um news on the tragedy and even kind of taking the political aspect of this um in the background when I'm seeing people praying and when I'm seeing people you know do the sign of the cross um it gives me hope and it's kind of a sign from God that, that that God is there and that's honestly the first prayer that I had once I read the news and I, and I, and I realized what had happened to my hometown my first prayer was God be with my city God be with my family T- to see that to see people doing the sign of the cross in the background and people praying it's it's comforting. It's comforting for me being 534 miles away from my home. When all I want to do right now is be in my hometown and help in some kind of way. And um, I'm still considering kind of what else I can do extra to kind of help out. Uh, I did put a social media post uh, with a link to the El Paso Foundation. So for anyone listening, whether you're in El Paso uh, or you're not, and you want to help the city and you want to um, help help the victims, uh, you can donate directly to the El Paso uh, Community Foundation. Uh, I, I put a link on my Instagram profile uh, on my Facebook page. There is a link directly to that website. It's I've I've looked into it. They are a legitimate 501c3 uh, nonprofit organization, and they are accepting funds to help the victims. So if if you choose and if you have the means and if you are blessed to where you can uh, donate uh, any kind of donation, um, all I ask is that you send me a screenshot of your donation confirmation. I don't even need to know the amount. I don't care about the amount. Um, send me a, a screenshot of the confirmation that you sent a donation online 
directly to them. None of the money comes to me, therefore I give it to them. No, it goes directly to them. Um, I'll send you some John 330 podcast um, swag. Uh, I have notebooks, I have bracelets, I have keychains, I have buttons, I have pop sockets, which um, interesting enough is the newest item that I had uh, created uh, to kind of promote the, 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 the podcast. Uh, I do have t-shirts still as well. So um, if you do send a, a donation as a as a way of me thanking you for helping out my hometown, um, I want to send you some John 330 podcast merchandise. So uh, you can send me that screenshot on my social media, either through Facebook direct message, Instagram direct message, Twitter direct message. You can send it to my email, john330podcast at gmail.com. Just send me that notification and I'll make sure that you get um, your John 330 podcast uh, promotional items there. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. If you're not able to donate, um, I do encourage and ask everyone who is listening to this to please, please, please pray. Pray for the city of El Paso. Pray that they continue to feel the love and support from the world. Pray that they feel God's presence. In tragedies such as this, it, it can go one of many different ways. Excuse me. Well, I, I sniffle. I'm a, I'm a crier, as you know. But it, it, it can go one of many different ways here. You know, tragedies like this can bring people closer to God. Tragedies like this can separate people from God. And anywhere in between. People can question. People can doubt. People, people can wonder, you know, where was God when this man got out of his vehicle and walked through a parking lot with a weapon and decided to target certain people? Well, I'll tell you what. If it's evil, it's not from God. If it's evil, it is not from God. I will tell you this, though. The response and the support, the overwhelming show of support, that is God. Those that have worked tireless hours to make stickers and buttons and t-shirts and put together fundraisers and organize events and organize concerts and just be at the memorial site and just be there to support each other and to pray for each other. That's where you'll find God. If it is evil, it is not from God. The overwhelming support, that is where you'll find God. In the days that have passed, El Paso has been on my mind quite a bit. And speaking to my family, I've just, I just had to speak to my family in, in the days that were passing. And once I spoke to my family, I've had to speak to someone from El Paso. Um, so I reached out to some people, some mutual friends that I have in, in the, here in San Antonio that are from El Paso, uh, just to get some kind of sense of home. And speaking to my family, speaking to my friends who are from El Paso has definitely helped me um, kind of process this. It's, you know, watching the news and seeing your hometown like this in the midst of a tragedy, it's surreal, especially because I'm not there. 
it's it's really really hard and in those moments where it gets overwhelming I turn to prayer just like in my life whenever anything becomes overwhelming I turn to prayer my first prayer is Jesus I trust in you and my second prayer in this situation here is for my city for my hometown for the people of my hometown as as news was released about those who who fell victim to this just heinous heinous act i didn't know any of them directly but they they all they all look like home they all look like my family they all look like someone that i could have gone to high school with or someone that could have been friends with my uncle or my aunt or my parents or my my brother my sister they look familiar because they're El Paso they look familiar because they're from Juarez and they crossed the border and they were in El Paso that's why they look familiar to me because that's my hometown Where does the city go from here? I know one thing. It, it's it's not going to go down. El Paso is very resilient. El Paso knows how to band together. El Paso is like really one big family. You know how when you're with your family and you, you may have your internal squabbles amongst each other. But when something happens from the outside all that gets forgotten and dropped and you band together and you support each other. And that is what I'm seeing right now. That's what I'm seeing with my city. And it's making me so proud. It is making me so proud to see the overwhelming amount of love and support. Number one, that it's getting from around the world. But number two, that they are showing the world that this is not going to break us. We are going to rally around each other and we're going to support each other. El Paso, you make me proud. I want to pay tribute to those who lost their lives that day. So what I'm going to do is, it is worthy of my time. It is worthy of my breath to say their names out loud. So I will do so. And I will end this with a small prayer for the attention of those faithfully departed. Before I get to that, I'm going to say something that's not going to be very popular. I'm going to say something that some of you may or may not agree with. But I, I really believe this. So I'm going to go out and say it. 
aside from praying for our city, aside from praying for the, those who died that day, and aside from praying for those who are still recovering from that day, whether they were injured or they're recovering emotionally, because the entire city is traumatized. Me and my family are still traumatized from this, and we were not even there in the city. It took us about a week before we actually went grocery shopping. And I'll tell you something, it really made it, it really added another level for me anyways. Um, most of you knew, know my condition. I have, a, I have a right foot amputation, so I walk on a prosthetic leg. So because of that, I have a handicap parking um, license plate. So we we went to our, our, our local Walmart on Sunday night uh, to get some groceries because we actually really, really needed them. <laughs> we had been out of town and we, we just didn't need them at the time, but uh, we needed some now. So we went we, we went Sunday night and we parked in the handicapped spot, which is really, really close to the front door. And as I got out of the car and I looked around the parking lot, I felt a heightened sense that I needed to be more vigilant of my surroundings. And then I put myself in the scenario of what happened on August 3rd and it dawned on me like a ton of bricks. Anyone that was parking in the handicapped spot, they were in immediate danger. If they were parking as this man was making his way into the store, they were in his path. That really, really hit me like a ton of bricks. And as we were in the store, we're, we were in the store for about 45 minutes. It's, it's a different feeling. It's, I'm in San Antonio, so I did notice more security. There was security patrolling the parking lot. But just walking through the store, it, it, it's it, it's almost like I was walking on eggshells. I, I didn't want to send my two children to a different part of the store to get groceries while my wife and I go to another part to get other items that we needed. Typically, we divide and conquer so that way we can save time. But I, I really gave it a second thought because it's like, what if something happens? I'm not going to be with them. And that's, unfortunately, the world that we're living in now. That human side of me still has that fear come in. What do we do, huh? <laughs> we, we have to keep living. We can't. We can't just order groceries online and have them delivered anymore. Um, we could probably do that once or twice, but we can't do that every single time. So it's best, it's best just to press forward, to be vigilant, to keep an eye out. But what I'm going to say now, uh, back to my, uh, what I feel some may not agree with, <laughs> is aside from praying for our city, and aside from praying for those who were injured and those who lost their lives that day, 
we need to pray for this person who committed this heinous, heinous crime. We need to pray for them as well. We need to pray for him. He's still alive. He's still on this earth. Some people may have other opinions on what should be done with him. My opinion is this man is lost. This man needs prayer. This man needs all of our prayers. So I'm going to challenge everyone listening to this. Everyone within the sound of my voice. I'm going to challenge you to pray for him. To pray for his soul. Regardless of what he did that day. He is still one of God's children. And he is worthy of our prayers. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to read the names of the victims who lost their lives that day in El Paso on August 3rd at the Walmart. After that, uh, I would say a short prayer. Excuse me. I would say a short prayer for the faithfully departed. And then I will have a 22-second moment of silence before I end the episode. Each one of those seconds will recognize each one of the victims. Jordan Anchondo. Andre Anchondo. Arturo Benavides. Javier Rodriguez. Sarah Esther Regalado. Adolfo Cerros Hernandez. Gloria Irma Marquez. Maria Eugenia Legareta Roth. Ivan Manzano Juan Tedios Velasquez Chaires David Johnson Leonardo Jr. Campos Maribel Campos Angelina Silva Inglesby Maria Flores Raul Flores Jorge Calvillo Garcia Alexander 
Gerhard Hoffman, Luis Alfonso Juarez, Elisa Libera Marquez, Margie Record, Teresa Sanchez. Eternal rest grants unto them, O Lord, and let perpetual light shine upon them. May the, so may the souls of the faithful departed, through the mercy of God, rest in peace. We beg you, Lord, in your kindness, have pity on the soul of your servants. Grant them now freed of this life's dangers a place of lasting safety we ask this through Christ our Lord Amen I'm going to add one more prayer and this is for the intention the man who who committed this heinous act Almighty God, have mercy on him and all that bear evil will and would harm us and on their faults and on mine together by such easy, tender, merciful means as thine infinite wisdom best can devise vouchsafe to amend and redress and make us saved souls in heaven together where we may ever live and love together with thee and thy blessed saints O glorious trinity for the bitter passion of our sweet Savior Christ Amen Like I mentioned, we're going to get back to our regular episodes uh, this coming Friday, back with our normal format. And we actually have, when I was in El Paso about four weeks ago, three weeks ago, I interviewed a, a brother of Christ of mine, uh, Raul Bernal. So his episode will be coming up then on Friday. Please, please, please pray for El Paso. Hello, this is international Catholic singer Anna Nuzzo, inviting you to join me and Father Dan Cambra of the Marian Fathers on a select international tour's Divine Mercy pilgrimage to Poland and the Czech Republic. It takes place in September of 2019, and we would love for you to join us. For more information, go to my website, AnnaNuzzo.com. Thank you, and God bless. Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com.